everyone, this is Chris McGowan, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. where the hell have I been? Very good question. I don't really have a good answer. I will say, um, yeah, world is weird, and I was feeling, um, wasn't able to just get it done. Um, not nothing to do with the show or the or the podcast itself. I just uh, I just didn't do it. I don't really know why, but um, I can't abandon this. So here we go. We're dealing with a lot of computers this week. Let's just dive in. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. Chris watches Pretty Little Liars. So he can help you figure out who's a season. I wrote season one in my notes. Season two, episode 20, C-T-R-L-A, which uh, for us people who use computers, uh, that's control A. Although I don't know if there might be a further hint to it, C-T-R-L colon A, but yeah, it's control A. Okay, well, I guess we'll get into it. I'm already yelling. We haven't even started. I'm already yelling. So um, our previous sound, we see the red coat of doom, the guy that wants to talk to them. Uh, we get a little recap that Holden's up to something weird. We get the whole Jason and Spencer that they're half brother, half sister, etc. We see the mounting tension between Garrett undercover and Caleb, which comes to a head this episode. And the infamous page five, which I if you remember I called at the time. I said, Garrett and Jenna are pretty damn confident that they've had this sealed up. And very rarely in this show do we see our antagonists a little, you know, overconfident or behind the curve. And I remember at the time I said, I think they're being a little too bold. I think they might, they might overshoot their shot. And well, let's just say, stay tuned. Uh, we open it at, at the end of a... Uh, I was going to say a water fest. No, it's a swim meet. Clearly, Emily's back on the team. Looks like Mona's A business uh, worked. We see Maya there with a sign. The sign, by the way, if you if you are rewatching with me, you should go back and like look at the sign. It's actually quite funny and quite adorable. Anyway, uh, she's waiting to, for, to congratulate Emily. Kind of zoom over and we see uh, Caleb and Hannah sitting there. Caleb's doing his hacker stuff. And then Spencer and Aria kind of zoom over to them. And it turns out they're talking about the um, coat and the meeting this person. So, the, uh, so it looks like they're going to meet with this guy tonight. Uh, Spencer's been crashing at Aria, I guess, for the last week. Uh, she doesn't really want to talk to her dad. And I guess Spencer hasn't really told her friends what's going on. Thought she did, but I guess she didn't. Uh, we see Emily with the trophy. Uh, everyone's really congratulatory. And then uh, Buzzkill of all Buzzkills, Garrett undercover comes stomping into the uh, hallway here, making a very dramatic entrance. And he goes up to Caleb and says, I have a court order to impound your laptop. And uh, Caleb kind of goes, boop. And he uh, gives the laptop. And so Garrett undercover is like, do we do, what's the password to get in? And he's like, hey, your court, and Caleb's like, hey, your court order says you get the machine. Not my brain, baby. You ain't getting no passwords. And then uh, they get text messages, uh, the liars do. Now it's Caleb's turn, dash A. I am not worried about Caleb. I know we saw someone go into his bag the previous episode, which may or may not be what we think it is. All that's, so we, I guess, I guess that's not true. We can infer that someone that night did indeed go into the laptop, but how could they have done that if he password protects it? That's my dinner. Hang on. Yeah, because they have a quick chat. Caleb is not worried, and like I said, I'm not worried. Hannah is actively worried, so she's ahead of the plot a little bit. She thinks someone planted stuff on his laptop. I don't know where she would have got that idea from. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I accept it, but I don't really know. I don't really know why she would have jumped to that conclusion. I mean, she was right, of course, but that's, uh, you know, but yeah, we get the big re Holden reveal. Um, it turns out Holden is practicing the Tang Sudu uh, martial art. Uh, his parents don't like it, uh, and the medication she saw is pain meds that he takes. And we are going to get uh, 
some more information about that <laughs> a little bit. So he asks if she would basically keep their fake date going so he can compete. We cut to Caleb. Caleb's trying to remote wipe uh, his laptop. And this is very important if you are um, following at home on the uh, game mode for this episode. Basically, he tells Hannah what his password is, uh, these little clues. And uh, it's very important for later. And it turns out um, his computer's offline, which is actually the correct technology. If your comp- It's like if you lose your iPhone, right, and you turn on the Finder, it has to be on. So he thinks either Peter's off and they haven't started it or something else might have gone on. But he can't, he can't remote, remote wipe it yet. Uh, we cut to uh, Byron and Ella. There's a little mention of the, someone named Noreen that Ella had drinks with. <laughs> Byron, for some reason, doesn't like Noreen. Uh, I thought that was a funny detail. And they, they have a little chat about Arian Holden. And it sounds like Ella wants Byron to, as she puts it, loosen the leash. She feels uh, their daughter has uh, maybe regained some some trust and deserves maybe their their trust. And Byron kind of pouts and throws things around and says, I'm not ready. And uh looks like that's it. <laughs> yeah. Now we cut to Spencer. She's at the uh, De Laurentiis Commercial Properties. And it says, sorry, we're closed. Anyway, uh, she looks over and she, she spots Jason talking to Maya. Now, we have said already, if Maya's part of the conspiracy at all, we riot, of course. It is interesting. We've seen her talking with Noel Khan, getting her phone hacked, chatting Jason here. I don't know. It's interesting that they keep peppering her throughout... Kind of in the background, kind of subtly connecting her to every character. Anyway, Spencer approaches, and I guess actually that's Jason's day job. He actually runs a real estate little company, and he <laughs> says he only works a few hours a day. Must be nice, Jason. And thank God Spencer is the one on this case, because she actually gets some answers here. She pushes him to the point where she's like, why are you back? You know, you left when I got arrested, now you come back now. Why, 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 why? And he's kind of being all like, um, I don't know. And then finally, they take a seat and he tells her. So here's what he found in another box in the house uh, left behind by Allie. Letters from Jason's mom. So mom De Laurentiis. I forget her first name off the top of my head. To Spencer's father. Love letters. A, a, a torrent. A, a whatever the plural form of letters is. A cadre. A bundle of letters and then a whole bunch of cash now this is in Allie's possession and so they well i guess this is jason's assumption and then spencer kind of gets on board with it what they presume happened here because especially linking to spencer's flashback allison found out that jason was really the son of spencer's father and uh and Allie's mother and so she was blackmailing somebody uh, it's actually, un- I mean, I guess she can't blackmail her own mother. So I guess the assumption here is that Allison was blackmailing Spencer's father. And she had the letters and all this cash. Uh, we jump to the meeting. Arya meets the uh, meets the dude. And all the other liars are there trying to be uh, spies. And this guy is kind of, listen, I am a dweeb. I am a nerd. So I can say this. He's kind of a dweeby guy. He kind of been there like, hey, are you, are you, are you? Are you friend of Vivian's is actually what he says. And apparently Vivian owes him money. I guess he thought maybe she was Vivian at first, but then he's like, well, Vivian owes me money. There is a job that he did. Uh, Very interesting. This is another A-Technology Roundup. A-Technology Roundup. He used to work for Allegheny Cellular. Uh, Vivian was trying to get uh, texts to try to find out who A was, and Vivian found out and that he's owed $2,000, right? Um, So she gets his number. His name is Jonah. So yeah, so Vivian... AKA Allison went to the cell phone company 
bribed this uh, dweeb named Jonah to basically get her the sender of the texts. Now, we have the hindsight of 2022 here. You know, if you're buying a burner phone, doesn't really help. Maybe you can find the, the signal that bounces off towers, right? And or this previous iteration of A, they were less sophisticated, less cautious. So maybe someone was actually sending these texts from their phone. So I don't put a lot of stock into this. I don't really think this is a huge lead for us. But in terms of what happened in the past, they're starting to put together that possibly Vivian, a.k.a. Allison, figured out who started harassing her. Apparently, she stiffed this guy. I don't know if this is, you know, post her disappearance or what or, you know, or why he didn't get his cash. But basically, he will divulge information if they pay up. So there's this $2,000 uh, fee floating around. Yeah, we cut back to uh, school and he's on the phone trying to get his laptop back. And uh, Hannah kind of runs, runs into him and we find out, not surprisingly, they won't give it back until he unlocks it for them. So they're kind of in a bit of a game of chicken here. Uh, we cut to Arya and Ezra. I guess this is not over. Silly me, right? So it looks like he... Well, I guess we don't know what he's going to do about the offer to go to New Orleans. It sounds like he doesn't want to do it. So they talk a little bit about that. And then they make plans to go for a dinner date at Shea Maribel Vegan Bistro. It only seats two people, which I thought, is this like a two-person restaurant? And we might find out later. That is absolutely not the case. So I don't know why he said that. It's very confusing uh, in context, but uh, they make uh, plans to have dinner. We cut to the police station. A very weird scene. Uh, so Garrett undercover is like staring at the laptop, right? Our old friend Creep Detective, Detective Wilded, enters. And for the first time, I get the sense they are definitely not on the same side. I guess uh, before I thought maybe Wilden was part of A for some reason. I don't know. I, you know, earlier theories, you might have heard me say that. Here, I'm very firmly like, okay, they are definitely not on the same side. Uh, he's like, Garrett, don't open it. And you can tell Garrett's like biting, at, you know, chomping at the bit. And Wilden is being like, cre like uh, making Garrett sweat. He's like, hey, I found something. And he's like looking at him, you know, Garrett's like, oh shit, the gig, you know, I'm done for. And I, I was so confident. I, I brought him my notes. I knew it. Garrett was sloppy. I was so happy. Detective Wilden figured it out. And then uh, he hands Garrett a photo and says, let me know what you think about this. Uh, and the missing page five is brought up again. We don't see what the photo is yet. Cut to Byron going to his car, and guess what? In his window, tonight at 8.30, do you know where your daughter will be? I do, sincerely. A, this is 100% Noel Kahn. Uh, you know it, I know it. Everyone, but uh, everyone on the show knows it. And then there's the Shea Maribel address. So, so, yeah. Cut to a um, party for Emily, I guess. why? I don't know if it's for the sharks and everybody, but it's really for Emily. Maya's there, there's a lot of food. And then there's a little discussion about um, between Maya and Emily that Maya's parents found an old joint so that they're threatening to send her back to True North. And Emily's obviously very upset. And then there's the, so there's that discussion. They're like, we'll figure it out. Come back to the station. We see the photo. Uh, they've brought in Ashley and Hannah. And Wilden's like, take a look. And it's a photo of Hannah, Spencer, and Emily in their um, nurse's disguises. And Hannah, well, she lies to her mom about it. Yeah, she uh, Hannah has a really lame excuse as to what it is and... Ashley, at least in this situation, you know, says, I believe my daughter, even though we know Ashley knows she's lying. Arya's getting ready for her uh, date with Holden. Wink, wink, wink. Byron walks up. goes, so it's just you two going to uh, go on your date. And she's like, yep. He's like, just you two. She's like, yep, just you two. He says it like 80 times. Uh, this episode was three hours long because he just is, he's trying to get her in a weird way since we all know what's going on. Everyone's lying to each other in this scene, which is sad, of course, but no one wants to confront this the, i mean ari's not gonna say i'm seeing ezra but byron doesn't want to say he found a note on his car 
yeah, I don't know. And then very um, haphazardly, we find out Holden has a heart condition. And that our Arya's like, oh, shit. Come back to the Emily Parney. Um, Ashley goes upstairs. She's like, everyone have fun. Ha ha ha. Uh, Hannah has a quick regroup with the liars who are there, which is uh, Emily and Spencer. She basically says, uh, Wolin's back. Uh, he has a photo of us outside the coroner's office. And so they're like, I, some reason, all quote, all copies of page five is gone. And the show is really trying to make us aware that this page five is going to be, you know, going to blow the roof off the joint. And I love, I love how Hannah calls him Officer Two-Face. And Spencer says, I'm going to go home, which um, really well done, because we know what that really means. Cut to Ari and Holden. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna break right and do their fake thing. Ari asks about the tournament and is it dangerous? And he's like, eh, "Don't worry, I'll be fine." Ha ha ha. You know, it doesn't work out time wise, but I'm still like, well, I wonder if Holden is the hoodie vigilante. Could he be the vigilante? I don't know. Spencer comes home. She sees a briefcase, which I think is is Dad's briefcase, and she's like, opens it, and she 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 um she sees his checkbook. Which I guess for a moment we're like, oh, is she gonna steal? I said two k, fifteen k. No, no, no. I had the number right. Uh, Jonah wants 2k. They found 15. I think I have that right. Uh, but at any rate, they need cash. Um, Spencer almost steals it. And he tells her. He tells her the truth. He said he made some very poor decisions. And I want to apologize to all of you listeners. I guess I didn't really... I didn't know the timeline of whom... You know, who was married and all that stuff. Because now it's clear. I didn't, I didn't know... I actually... I honestly did not know this. But now it's very, very clear that he was with his now wife. Mom De Laurentiis was with Dad De Laurentiis. So they had an affair, as uh, I think Spencer puts it, literally got someone else's wife pregnant. And on top of all of that, obviously, it was kept a secret from pretty much everybody. Uh, she mo- I guess they moved, to the- they moved to Atlanta, the whole family. You know, Jason found the cash, right? And so Dad Hastings, Peter here, he denies paying off Allie because Spencer's like, where were you paying her off? So he denies giving her the cash. Now, who in the hell else could have been paying her off? Ooh, I just had this thought. I don't know who knows. Well, no, Mom knows. Do you think Mom Hastings was paying off Allison De Laurentiis? Or, even worse, Melissa? Ooh, okay. I literally, I'm literally, it's literally hitting me now. Okay. Anyway, cut to Shay Mirabelle. <laughs> uh, Byron makes me laugh. He does. I know he's going through some things, right? Uh, but boy, he gets, he has his own. He, his ass goes right in there. I don't know. If it, was, um, it was like eight o'clock. I don't know. But he goes. He goes. He's like, <laughs> I want to be here, front and center for this. He gets his own goddamn table. <laughs> wanted to sit i think he even asked to sit in the back or something right um i put him in notes what a maniac he just he's just gonna sit there and just wait and see like like okay let's let's say uh, let's say he um let's say he suspects it's ezra but what if there's a scenario where she walks in with holden won't he look like a absolutely terrible dad at that point absolutely what is he thinking I mean, yeah, he's yeah, he's right. Don't get me wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah, Ezra and Arya were totally supposed to show up. Come back to the party. Uh, we see Maya is looking kind of left out. She feels left out. And I think we've kind of hit this uh, note in, in the past. Even even if you rewatch, not having, I've watched this twice now, rewatching that intro scene with her, 
She's not she's not like a jock, right? She's not a swimmer. She, this is not really her crowd, right? She she's been away. I think she feels very separated from everybody. And so I think she's feel really separated at this party. Uh so we cut to uh Spencer and Jason having dinner. It looks like at the Opera Rose Cafe, although I'm not sure. And she believes her dad. So she says to Jason, "Look, I don't know who I don't know what that cash is for, right? I don't know. I don't know, but I believe my dad. I don't think he paid her off. And I have to I get it. It's a very clever way to, um, I give the show credit. It's a very clever way to stick to the mystery here, right? And so that we are not quite sure who it is, but it makes sense. It makes sense that Jason would be mad at Peter Hastings. So when she, when Spencer calls him out on it and says, look, you don't, you don't want to believe it's anybody else because you, you know, you want to stay angry with him. And this is a great way to do that. If Jason were to take a moment and think about it, yeah, it doesn't have to be Spencer's dad. It could be a lot of people, actually. I mean, it can't be... And Her mom's not paying her own daughter off, nor her own father. It obviously, wasn't Jason. But who, who would stand to lose in this situation, right? Definitely Peter Hastings, but like I said, Mom Hastings. And Spencer's sister. Spencer, it was already established that they had like a brief little fling, a brief romantic interlude. Can you imagine... The high school that we already know Rosewood is a rumor that Melissa kissed her own sister, Melissa kissed her own brother, right? Can you imagine that? Uh, especially with her social status and right and and everything being perfect, the Hastings household. I don't know how she would have got a hold of that money, and maybe uh, Shady Ian got it for her or something, right? But that also makes sense. Now, obviously, Spencer's not crossed that Rubicon yet, uh, but Jason's pretty set on its being Dan, and Spencer um, wants him to be more open-minded, but. Uh, he leaves in a huff. I have to admit, if I haven't said it already, yes, PLL fans, new Jason has, uh, uh, I've warmed up to new Jason. He is the right amount of hunky and mysterious and has acting chops. Um, so he's able to convey a very complex situation, I think, pretty well. And, you know, the dynamic that he and Spencer have developed is really cool. I, I like it. I like I like them... I don't even know what I'd say. They're not they're not becoming friends, I don't think. Um, but I think there's a little trust in a weird way building between two of them. It's um it reminds me of the dynamic that eventually we got to with Emily and Toby. This they're not there yet, but it does feel um like we could get to a point where they actually trust each other and we may actually you know, Spencer is Spencer was convinced Jason was, you know, behind everything, I think even even very recently, and a lot has changed uh, recently, and I, I think it's for the best for everybody involved. I think probably part of her is like, this person is actually related to me, you know? Uh, and maybe there's a part of her that wants to, you know, know her brother. Uh, cut back to the party. I was surprised this. Maya smoking weed. Now here is what is interesting. Uh, Emily has smoked weed. Hey, I'm cool with it too, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm 420 friendly. So I don't think the issue is Maya smoking weed, although maybe there's a little issue with being at the house and Maya doing it. Granted, the issue is the lie, right? Whether it's true or not, Maya said to her that joint that they found was old. So was she lying about that? Or is she, you know, is she still have a whole bunch of joints? Is this that? <laughs> is this that joint? I don't know. Uh, but you can tell Emily looks quite shocked, actually. Um, and we cut right away. We, we leave that quickly. And Caleb, so we cut to, um, we get, we're getting towards the end of the episode here. And I, I gotta say, I think this starts here. There's like 15, 14 minutes left and we're gonna do this very long cut back and forth. So I'll try my best to kind of just explain as simply as I can what happens. But a lot of the stuff we keep seeing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So basically what's happened here is Caleb's gone down to the station. 
He knows he needs to turn on the laptop in order for the remote wipe to work. He has no plans on giving them what they want. So he calls her and he says, hey, I'm at the police station. I'm going to, you know, wing, 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 give, you know, give them the information. I'm in a hot spot. And I, I prayed, I hoped and prayed, Hannah got the kid. Because at the moment, it didn't look like she did. I was like, oh, no, what are we going to do? Again, very surprised. The tournament, this uh, martial arts tournament, it feels a little fight clubby. Got to admit. But Arya goes to the tournament. What? What, I, I, what is this? Uh, Holden's kind of warming up, and uh, she asks him about his heart condition. She's like, hey, do I have to worry about this? He's like, wow, it's a very interesting response he has. He basically says, yes, I have a heart condition. It can explode at any time. I could be sitting at home watching TV, and it could explode. So in his mind, why, why not do certain things? Because I have no control over that. And he doesn't think he's putting himself in any more risk here. I don't know if that's true, but at least that's what he believes. And so Arya stays and watches. What? Uh, so here we go. Like I said, we're going to kind of go back and forth through all of this at the station. Uh, Wilden, uh, Wilden is there. <laughs> he says, I want to watch you log in. <laughs> Garrett's in the room too. Boy, they cannot wait. Uh, so Hannah did get the clue, right? So she's like, she's, so she's booting it up. Hey, she forgot the password, right? Go back to the party. We have an Emily and Maya fight, kind of a confrontation about this. And Maya's like, let's run away together. So there's actually a lot. When I first watched this, I, I don't know why I didn't really catch all that's happening here. But first it's like, so Maya kind of lied, right? It, it was an old joint, but also not that old. And I was like, why did you lie to me? She's like, you know, her concern is Ashley, right? And you know, Hannah's mom and her teammates. So first it is, so yes, on the surface, yes. Maya doesn't feel like she is connecting to Emily because Emily has this new team thing, this all, this new group of friends. And Maya definitely feels left out. So that part I picked up on fine. If I were to be a therapist for Maya, potentially her smoking weed was a little bit of an acting out or, or to feel different. I don't know. Or maybe she just was like, I'm stressed and I want to smoke weed. Whatever. That's not what's really going on. Maya says, like, I'm not going back to True North. I'm not going to do it. And she says, I have friends in San Francisco basically saying, run away with me. And this is actually a very important moment, which I missed, I got to admit, first time I watched. Emily says, well, I can't do that. And Maya says, not even for me. And there is a very, well, Emily doesn't say anything. There's this long pause. And Maya says, well, of course, can't let the team down. And that's, that's kind of it. Uh, she leaves, and while... You know, people make up on the show all the time, right? Uh, romances are sometimes merely just uh, a morning away from some breakfast and some coffee and some apologies. I think they were actually very honest with each other in this moment. And this might be the uh, the end of Emily and Maya. I don't know. If it is, on one hand, it's obviously sad. But, of course, these are high school kids. But even as an adult, I was just having this conversation about it with friends. It is hard even as adults to, uh, especially, it must be harder for a teen, to understand that sometimes what came before and what relationships came before and what connections came before sometimes evolve out of those connections. I think Emily really enjoys swimming. She really enjoys being on the team. We've seen it for two seasons. She's most alive when she's swimming. Hell, she let Mona do some A-shit to get herself back on the team. Not really. I don't want to put that on her necessarily. But she definitely didn't try very hard to stop Mona, uh, is what I'm saying. That's not Maya. That's not Maya's jam. And 
opposites attract, right? You, you could probably make something work. But I think they both realize that there might be, they might just be growing apart. And that's actually not, that's fine. It's not great. It doesn't feel good. Uh, but to acknowledge that and to kind of let those changes happen uh, naturally, pretty mature. So I hope if this is a break for them, it is as amicable as it can be. Uh, an acknowledgement that um, they've they've chosen different paths and that they the care there remains. Boy, that was a lot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and we get to a scene here. My goodness, Ezra's Ezra's boop 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 walking up to the restaurant. Um, he gets a text. Sorry, I have to cancel from Aria. We know where she is. She doesn't say where she is. Note that. <laughs> he gets to the window, and his his ass sees Byron sitting there. You know, eating his eating his vegan whatever he ordered. I I put L O L. So in unintentionally funny these two are just uh, a, a duo ezra's like i'm out of here he runs out of there uh, he runs out of there like he's a spy it is so funny ezra has no idea i'm sorry byron has no idea I, I, byron's just enjoying his food at this point so byron doesn't byron misses seeing ezra walk up very close um but inadvertently aria thwarted a's attempt because a would have been successful aka null and here's where we pick up the pace. Basically, we're going to be cutting back and forth from Hannah trying to remember the password. All this cute little like, oh, I remember this, remember this, remember this. Then we're seeing the fight. The fight between Holden and some opponent that I guess beat him before and gave him the bruise on the ribs. So it's like, yeah. And we see Caleb logging in. And it's literally just Hannah password. Fight. Computer. Garrett looking, look, giving dirty looks. Fight. Control A is, oh yeah. So, so okay. So as, the, as this little sequence, this little jumping between these three uh, locations... We finally get to the title of the episode, Control A. So we do see a folder. Basically, it's stolen school records that somehow was put on his laptop. Point of order, uh, finger on nose here as I'm sitting here. We don't really know if this is stolen and put on his laptop. Let's just say it is. But his thing is password protected. So even if someone snuck in while he was sleeping during the uh, overnight... No, they would not have been able to get onto his laptop. So how is that folder there? PLL watchers? Interesting. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know. Just putting it out there. We do this whole thing where <laughs> Hannah is like deleting one, like a file at a time. And then we're saying, control A, control A, control A. And then just as they get into the laptop, fight, fight, fight. Look, we cut to the fight. Uh, Holden is beating up on this guy. Um, we cut to the uh, interrogation room. Wilden and Garrett are just... Oof, they are, they are chomping at the bit. They are like, here, yeah, here we go. Very interesting. I think what support, why I think this is part of my theory. I could be wrong because uh, they like go get the hell out of here, Caleb. And they're going through his folders, right? So they push him out of the way and they're going one by one for the folders. If Garrett was responsible for putting the folder on this laptop, he would know exactly what folder it is. But he is slowly going through each folder with Wilden here. He does not know what folder it is. Now, one could argue he knows there is a folder, pun intended. The fact that he does not know which folder to go to immediately, very suspicious. Kind of puts a little question mark for me on this. At any rate, Holden wins his fight. Huzzah! And she uh, and Arya is very happy. Byron calls Arya while she's at the fight. He's like, hey, 
Hey, how's how's things going at the you know at the uh, she's trying to catch her basically. So Byron calls. It's post fight, and thankfully she's talking to Holden, and she goes, "Hey, can I talk to uh, Holden?" Uh, he's there. He talks to her. He, he uh, sorry, Holden talks to Byron. He's like, "Hey, we're having fun at the arcade." Ha ha. Byron is so confused. Uh, so their their lie maintains, and Hannah successfully deletes the folder. Boy, oh boy, Caleb is out. So Caleb is set free. Nothing is on the laptop. Hannah picks him up. Uh, they're very happy. Um, Garrett is such a sad face. He runs away, crying crying in his milk. Caleb and Hannah have a smooch. Garrett is sh- shooting dirty looks. So um, near the end here, Jason comes over to Spencer's house, and uh, he says, look, you were right. I do want him to be your dad that was paying off Allie, because it would make it very much easier uh, and they kind of, again, had this moment of like, we're kind of wired the same, you know, we're, they're both very bold. It's very true. They're very bold. They do not give up. Uh, they get answers they're looking for. And you see a def, uh, a moment of these two people who have found out recently, they are in fact related. And so they're kind of putting on hold that maybe it wasn't her dad that was paying off Allison. And then Spencer does it, as would Spen- as Spencer does. She's like, look, I know why she needed that money. She was trying to look for someone. She doesn't say the word A, but we know that's what she's talking about. And she says, I need, I need you to trust me. I need $2,000. That hangs in the air. We don't find out what he says. And for our kind of post credit scene, Emily's leaving my voicemail, as predicted. You know, I love you. We got to work this out, et cetera, et cetera. And then we see what I think I can officially finally hear episode 43 of this silly podcast of mine. The creep, the shaky cam is supposed to be for us as viewers to say someone is watching. And so we see someone, I guess, watching Emily here in the house. So on its surface, this is a very, you know, there's nothing to really be snooping about. I think what this scene is supposed to do is what I just said to firmly establish you know, it's not just a cinematographer choice to give us, you know, an alternate angle on a scene. If you think about it from a meta perspective, the show is pretty much, you know, fixed camera. It's like, you know, we're here. We, we see our people in focus. Anytime we see a shaking camera or a shot for some reason from the outside looking in a window, that's just not creativity. That is whom I am officially calling, folks, as we wrap up our episode. A peeper. The show really wants me, and I'm hammering my notebook to think the peeper is Ian. They were, they did it all season one, right? Always showing us that he had a camera with him. I don't, I, well, clearly I don't think it's him because he's quote, quote, unquote, dead. The peeper, I don't think ever was Ian. Maybe, maybe he, w- uh, occasionally, maybe once or twice. I don't think it was him. I don't think he's the videographer of the season one uh, USB of doom. I think there is a peeper and we have the hooded, hooded vigilante and then we have whatever the hell Noah wears when he's doing his a shit. So peeper, uh, welcome to the, um, villain gallery here. Uh, hooded vigilante. I'm not quite sure what side you're on yet. We have at least some, some leads here. Not a lot happens this episode, uh, but I think we're leading up to uh, a big reveal at least. And here's where I predict I'm not disappointed, but they're going to pull a fast one on me. I think we'll find out who Allison found out sent her the A messages. I do not think that person is associated with most of what's happening now. So, we'll get some answers, not all answers. Welcome to Pretty Little Liars. Uh, I've been Chris McGowan. You can find me on Instagram at McGoogs. 
Yeah, on Twitter still at Magoogs until the deal goes through for Elon Musk. We'll see what I do then. Twitching at Mac to the Gow. Uh, I started playing the Quarry recently. Um, had some performance issues with the game. I'm going to see if I can fix it for future streams, but be sure to check that out if you want to see me stream, see my dumb face. Yeah, boy, it's been a while, so I had a lot to say, but still, I've said way too much. <laughs>